0: Hello and welcome back to the Mostly NBA podcast. Good to be back after a little bit of a break. I'm Michael Higgins. And I'm Matt LeVay. And we're here in March. It's the best time in sports, in my opinion. March Madness is upon us. Um, We're recording right now on a Wednesday, March 22nd, right before the Sweet 16 is set to kick off. And uh, we wanted to just get right into it, kind of go region by region. We've seen a lot of uh, interesting stuff so far. I mean, I don't think it's much different from... You know, most years I feel like most years have their share of upsets. Right now, um, things have totally been shaken up thus far. So, uh, yeah, we're looking at uh, you know sixteen teams that probably weren't the first sixteen that would have come to mind. Um, You know, as you asked, as February was winding down. But that's what the bracket style is for. You know, you get a lot of surprise in there. Yeah, without further ado, I think I we could
1: just uh, take it by region, Matt, if that's cool. Yeah, Mike, let's go ahead and take it over to the East region to start us out. Uh, remaining in that region right now, we currently have Florida, Wisconsin, and then we also have Baylor and South Carolina. Are there any teams that really just catch your eye, Mike, or who do you think is really going to come out of that that side?
0: Um, I honestly think the, the winner of this Wisconsin-Florida game, I think, is uh, very intriguing Considering how tough Wisconsin has looked, you know, a lot of uh, fans of Wisconsin, those players on the team, they didn't want the eight seed, um, and a lot of people who saw this team thought they were, you know, maybe a little underseeded. And Wisconsin certainly, they, you know, they came in, they took care of Virginia Tech pretty handily. They played Villanova tough to the end, you know, knocking off the number one team in the country. So they're definitely an experienced team, a team that's been there um, within the last several years. You know, they still have players from that that team that went to the championship and ended up eventually losing to Duke several years ago. So I think that's a that's a deep team that's a threat to anybody they play on any given night, especially with the nature of March Madness. You know, if you're off on a night, you know, Wisconsin's the kind of team that's going to get you. Yeah, so I think the winner of that matchup, because I think our own Florida Gators, you know, they've done very well for themselves. They've been running in transition very well. You know, they've been playing their brand of basketball and beating people with it, sort of with comfort. Um, You know, their first-round matchup against East Tennessee State. East Tennessee yeah. State. That was, uh, it was a little close for a bit, but then, you know, they, they sort of, you know, ETSU seemed to sort of lose their legs towards the end, and Florida kind of just outran them so many uh, fast break dunks and everything. And then you look at that Virginia game, I don't think anybody was expecting not only that big of a margin of victory, but that low of a scoring number total for Virginia. I mean, both offenses kind of took a backseat to the defensive tail of this game, how Virginia's defense, Florida's defense, two very stingy defenses, they thought they Everybody seemed to, seemed to think that it was just going to be a tough game for both offenses. It was going to be a tough thing to score. But Florida, you know, ending up winning by, what, 25, 26 points. Um, you know, that, that was obviously something that we didn't expect. So, But that, that's, like I said before, a lot of transition offense, um, offense coming from defense. I think Florida right now is a threat just based on how fast they are off defense. So, you know, Wisconsin can't, you know, they, they're not sitting pretty right now. So I think that's going to be a really tough matchup. And whoever comes out of that, I think, has all the confidence in the world. Um, I look at the Baylor-South Carolina matchup. South Carolina certainly has surprised. Big, big win in the first round over Marquette. They're a team that, you know, they kind of are what they look like. They're a, a tough defensive team. Um, they're not going to back down. You know, they they play hard. They play tough. Like, they'll knock you on the floor. Um, so I think, you know... As they go on, they're gonna have less of an opportunity to beat people just by being that physical. But you know, it's obviously worked so far. Knocking off Duke, that was something that really nobody saw coming. So um, this Baylor team, very talented, you know, up there with Kansas at the top of the Big Twelve all year. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough matchup. I, I think I think Baylor is more vulnerable than the remaining top three seeds in each region. And by that I mean the remaining ones, the remaining twos, the remaining threes. I think Baylor is the kind of team, and I, I I saw it this way as they were seeded. They look like the kind of team, the kind of three that you know might go down early, as opposed to one that's able to beat a two and a one. So I don't know. I think that's that's an interesting matchup too, because you got a lower seed in South Carolina, you got a vulnerable seed in Baylor. Um, I could be totally wrong here, but um, but yeah, that's how I see that region. I see you know now now that Villanova's out, I didn't think Duke was as much of a threat, but now that Villanova's out of there. um it's wide open, but I think whoever comes out of Wisconsin-Florida is in the final four. I want to jump across the bracket here to the Midwest. Uh, remaining over there, it's a, it's an almost, uh, almost predictable 1-3-4 remaining. The two, obviously, got knocked out with Louisville losing to the red-hot Michigan Wolverines. So I want to get your thoughts on that, Matt. You know, Kansas-Purdue, that's quite a matchup considering how well Purdue has been playing. And Oregon-Michigan, you know, a team in Oregon that... You know, was really was great all year. Hurt at the end by by a big injury, and uh, Michigan, a team that's you know sort of starting to get it all together just at the right time.
1: Absolutely, Mike. I mean, just starting right out here with the Kansas and Purdue game. Uh, This is just probably one of the most interesting games to me so far in the Sweet 16 as as we're going into the weekend here. Um, Kansas and Purdue, just completely different styles of basketball for both teams. Kansas is a team that, you know, kind of a track meet team that like to run up and down. Their two guards, Frank Mason and Devontae Graham, both of those guys can shoot lights out. Both of them players of the year candidates. Um, In my opinion, the best backcourt in the nation. And in my opinion as well, for Purdue, you look at their side, are going to be the best front court in the nation. Guys down low can rebound the ball. They can score the ball down low, and they're just a more slow half court kind of team. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out with the fast style of pace that Kansas plays, and the slow style of ball that Purdue plays with. And then looking over here at the Oregon and Michigan game, obviously Oregon has been to this point last year. What, they reached the Elite Eight last year. Dylan Brooks is a tremendous player. They've been in this position before. Dylan Brooks has kind of led the way for them so far as well, too. And then you look at Michigan right now. as you kind of covered a little bit there, Mike. Michigan is just, are they the team of destiny this year? I mean, you look at this Big Ten tournament and all the flight issues and playing in their practice uniforms in the first game of the Big Ten tournament and how they've been just on an incredible stretch lately, winning the Big Ten tournament now winning both two games and even knocking out Louisville, which a lot of people had going far in this tournament. So, you know, maybe this is Michigan's year. They're certainly playing excellent basketball. Uh, They've been on a run, and this is the type of run that you need, um, you know, to continue to going forward in this tournament.
0: Yeah, I want to pick up on Michigan there a little bit. Um, I, I think in Oregon, they see a bigger test than they did in Louisville. I think Oregon, like you said, is a more experienced team. I think, uh, Brooks is one of the best players in the nation if not the best this year Um, and that's a team that you know they are missing you know their their big shot blocker down low but um, you hit March anything can happen Um, but I think Oregon is using it as fuel I think that they're very hot and I almost want to say they're the team to beat in that region just due to the ease of expectation that Kansas has had all year so um, I think they're I want to say that they're really dangerous in my
1: opinion. So, are you taking the winner of the Oregon and Michigan game to go forward, or only if Oregon wins, you, you would take them to the Final Four? No,
0: I think they're going to win. I, I don't know about Final Four. I think they're going to win that game, but we're, we'll hit predictions at the end. How about we do that? All right. So, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll take you through each of these regions, and then we'll, yeah, we'll hit on those predictions towards the end. Uh, jumping into the West here, this is an interesting one because you've got a one, a two, a four, oops, and an 11. So, the 11 seed is uh the xavier musketeers and in this case you know that that's a team that was really I, what were they two last year they were a really talented team last year um i th- believe they ended up losing to wisconsin on that kanig buzzer beater really tough way to go out you know they return a few people they had some injuries throughout the year not the regular season that um they probably were expecting but i mean oh my goodness they hit this march madness run you know they run into maryland They win by double digits. They absolutely stomp uh, Florida State, who you know one of the class teams of the ACC this year. I don't really know what's going on over there, but Xavier is definitely a team to be uh, to be wary of. Um, But they're going in against Arizona. Arizona, you know, winners of the Pac-12 tournament, Uh, a Pac-12 that was really really good. I think the top end of that conference was better than any top end of any conference this year. What with Oregon, UCLA, Arizona. I have Arizona winning the whole thing in several of my brackets, so I think Arizona's the team to beat. Um, I can't wait until we publish this episode and they have lost this game to Xavier now that I said that. But, um, yeah, I think uh, that that's a really intriguing matchup. That's a really intriguing uh, region. I mean, jump up to Gonzaga, West Virginia. West Virginia has been very tough. I, I've been able to see both of their games, actually. They've been just very resilient. Um, if their opponent makes a run, they make one right back, and that's a team that looks confident in itself. So, Considering Gonzaga's recent history with high seedings and losing early, I don't think it's entirely out of the question to think that that region is also wide open. So, uh, yeah, what do you think of the West down there?
1: Yeah, Mike, I mean, as far as the West here, like you just talked about with Gonzaga and West Virginia, um, I'm really feeling good about West Virginia as well. They're a team that can score the basketball, one of the best scoring offenses in the nation. You know, Bob Huggins will have you know, his boys ready to play. They'll have a game plan in place to try to go against Gonzaga. But, you know, as far as previous history with Gonzaga, you know, we know about all the multiple years in the past where, you know, they've fallen short early on. Um, right now though, I, I still feel that this is just a different team. Something's different about um, you know, this twenty seventeen Gonzaga team. They're a team that could play really good defense. They're a team that can, you know, win down the stretch. They've proven that with only one loss so far. And I know that's kind of the hot pick right now is the West Virginia over Gonzaga but I'm not ready to to call that quite yet. I would still give an edge to Gonzaga in my personal opinion. And then looking over to as well here to the Xavier Arizona game. Xavier's had a good run so far, obviously the big time blowout over Florida State, but uh, Arizona's just too much to handle, too much talent on that team offensively and defensively. And um, you know, I see them getting the best of Xavier in that matchup. And then sliding over to the South region as well, we got number one UNC matched up against number four Butler. And then moving down as well, we got the big time matchup with a third seed UCLA versus number two Kentucky. I don't know about you, Mike, but this is undoubtedly, um, I'm just going to say this this is hands down the best game of the Sweet 16, UCLA versus Kentucky. We know that UCLA absolutely stomped. Kentucky in their last matchup earlier in the season so we're going to see how they prepare coming into this game maybe look back on that tape obviously though too we got to take into consideration these are just you know opposite teams though from that point in time Kentucky we know has evolved greatly they had their struggles early on in the midseason but right now they've been absolutely on a tear over the last end of the season through the SEC tournament and so far in this tournament as well Um, but looking over too as well to the UNC Butler matchup Butler's just always a tough out um, I would still pick North Carolina in this game just because of talent and um, their senior leadership and their just gritty defense. And Roy Williams is a coach. I think he'll have them ready, and he'll just have a you know really good game plan going into that game. But Butler is one of those tough, tough teams that y- you just never know. But I think coming down the stretch, they'll give them a tight run. But I, I still pick UNC in this game.
0: I definitely agree on the UCLA-Kentucky game being the best game in the Sweet 16. Uh, you know, watching Kentucky so far, I- I'm of the personal opinion that Kentucky shouldn't have been a two-seed. But like you said, they they improved drastically towards the end of the year. And that's sort of been a trend with Kentucky basketball these last few years. You know, you get the types of classes they have every year coming in. A lot of freshmen, um, a lot of raw talent. They don't figure it out right away. And by the time they hit the tournament, they they are always very dangerous. You know, whether it was them in the championship as the eight seed several years ago, or, uh, you know, we've seen in the last five years, I think they were four once they got to the final four, if I remember correctly. Um, that would have been in like 2010, though. But anyway... Yeah, Kentucky is a team that's figuring it out at the right time. Um, very dangerous, but I think UCLA and I think we talked about this on an earlier episode. UCLA, when they're clicking, is going to be an extremely tough out and may not be beaten if they're if they're playing their best basketball. So I think that's very intriguing matchup. I like UCLA in that matchup, but I'm very excited to watch that. Um. And then up top, UNC Butler. You're right about Butler always being a tough out. they they've got a culture there. They've got a reputation now. They're a smaller school that's going to be in the tournament, you know, pretty much year after year. And you know they've taken care of business so far. And you look to UNC. I mean, a very deserving number one seed. I think that it's going to depend on the play down low of Kennedy Meeks and Isaiah Hicks. You know, I, I've seen games where they've been. A little lazy, not in the tournament, in the regular season, but I think again that's another team. You know, they get it going; <laughs> they're capable of steamrolling anyone. So I think this is a. I think that this region becomes very interesting in the elite eight. I think right now, um, this is kind of the somewhat calm before the storm of the elite eight. Um, I think that's going to be the best elite eight matchup. Whoever can come out of the UNC Butler game. It's going to be less interesting than who comes out of the UCLA Kentucky game, but both are going to, I think, have faced such tough roads. Considering we have our only one, two, three, four region right now, seed wise, you know, all, all top four seeds are remaining. So I think whoever gets into that elite eight has gone through a very tough road. I think it's a very interesting uh, matchup for me. But right now, for these sweet, uh, right now for these Sweet Sixteen matchups, I think this is kind of a feel out stage. See just how good um, a couple of these teams are down in that South region. Okay, I've got a question for you, Matt. Of the one seeds remaining in Gonzaga, North Carolina, and Kansas, who do you think is the most vulnerable coming into this Sweet 16 as a team that is going to have to be very careful to make it into the Elite Eight?
1: Yeah, Mike, I mean, looking at it right now, out of the one seeds that are left, I would probably have to go with Gonzaga. I mean, just because the matchup in particular, you look at West Virginia, it's a team that's capable of scoring so many points, and they score them in sports, too, and when they're on, uh, that offense is just truly rolling. Um, It's really special to see. Um, Gonzaga, though, no doubt, I'll have to give some credit to them. They've had some really good really good wins so far this year. They had three wins over St. Mary's. You know, they had a, a really good win over our Florida boys as well. But uh, just looking at this matchup, I probably have to say that Gonzaga and West Virginia, Gonzaga is probably the most vulnerable right now in the Sweet 16 out of the three number one seeds.
0: Yeah, I've got to back you up there. Um, I am... I'm a seasoned um, non-believer of Gonzaga basketball. Um, I've had a few years in the past where I've really thought they were they were a team to beat. And, you know, they, they've come out flat a lot of times in the tournament. So until they prove me wrong, um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with you there. I think number one, Gonzaga. Number four, West Virginia. That's a scary matchup for Gonzaga because I think the pressure obviously is more so on them as a number one seed. Um, and l- like we said with how deep experienced – and confident this West Virginia team is coming into this game. I think they I think Gonzaga's definitely got to watch out in that in that matchup. All right, Matt, we're going to do a little bit of rapid fire here to sort of start to close out this episode. I'm going to take you uh matchup by matchup in the Sweet 16 and I don't even really want explanation. I just want your pick. So cuz I don't want us to be Let's do it. Yeah, I don't want us to be, you know, given any well, you know, maybe no. We're we're going to pick it. Rapid All right Here we go. And I'm going to do it, too. And this is off the top of my head. We do not have anything in front of us. We have not looked at these beforehand, before this episode at least, to uh, you know really decide who we've got. All right. East region. Eight, Wisconsin. Four, Florida. I'm going with Wisconsin. I'm going to go with the homer pick. I'm going to go Florida. Number three, Baylor. Number seven, South Carolina. I'm going to go with South Carolina. Wow. I'm going to go opposite you. I'm going to go Baylor. I think South Carolina runs out of gas. I just broke my own rule by saying that, by the way. Jumping over to the Midwest, who do you have? Number one, Kansas. Number four, Purdue. I'm going to go Kansas. I'm going to go with you, Kansas, there. Number three, Oregon. Number seven, Michigan.
1: Tough one, but I'm going to, at the end of the day, go with Oregon. I'm also going to have to go
0: with Oregon. West region, we got number one, Gonzaga. We got number four, West Virginia. I'm going to go with Gonzaga, though, still. I've talked myself into taking West Virginia.
1: I like it. A little bit of diversity here. Yeah. Two, Arizona. Eleven, Xavier. No question, Arizona.
0: Definitely rolling with Arizona there. Uh, in the South, number one, North Carolina. Number four, Butler. Definitely North Carolina. And down... Oh, sorry. didn't give mine. I'm going to go North Carolina. And down to number two, Kentucky, versus number three, UCLA.
1: I'm going to say Kentucky gets revenge,
0: Michael. Wow. I'm going to... I have to stick with UCLA for that one. All right. Let's see how good our memory is. Going back up to the East, you had Wisconsin and South Carolina. Who makes your Final Four?
1: Out of those two teams, I would pick Wisconsin.
0: Wisconsin coming out of the East for Matt. I had Florida and Baylor. And I'm going to continue with the homer pick. I'm going Florida to the final four. Over to the Midwest, Matt, you had Kansas and Oregon. Who do you have? I'm going to take Kansas. Kansas to the final four. I take Kansas and Oregon. And right now, I'm taking Oregon to the final four. Now, let's go down to the west. Matt, you stuck with Gonzaga and Arizona. Who are you taking? I'm taking Arizona in that one. I am also going with Arizona. Two Pac-12 teams already in the final four for me. And it's not... It's not done there. We're gonna go over to the South. Number one, North Carolina, and number two, Kentucky for you.
1: That's a tough one, but I'm gonna go with North Carolina in
0: that particular matchup. Gotcha. Going with the experience of North Carolina. Um in mine I had North Carolina and I had UCLA, and I'm putting my third Pac twelve team in the final four. I'm going UCLA in that final four. We're not done yet. Let's go into the final four. You had number eight Wisconsin and you had number two Arizona. Who's making the championship? Arizona is making
1: the championship, Mike.
0: I'm not even going to mention the Florida Gators in this one. I've got Arizona in the championship as well on that side of the bracket. Jumping over to the right side, you had number 1 Kansas, number 1 North Carolina. Big matchup. Who do you have in the championship?
1: North Carolina going to their second straight championship.
0: Rolling with North Carolina into the championship. On the right side, I have Oregon. I have UCLA. A matchup of two, three seeds out of the Pac-12. And I'm sticking with UCLA getting into that final against Arizona. And let's look at your... Championship right now, Matt. You've got Arizona, you've got North Carolina. Who's taking home the hardware?
1: Michael, this is a tough one. Two extremely talented teams, but at the end of the day, North Carolina gets the revenge from that Chris Jenkins buzzer beater go. a year ago.
0: Definitely uh feasible. I'm gonna go, let's see, what did I have? I had Arizona, I'm forgetting. Arizona and I had UCLA. Wow, that is really tough. Um, and we just saw this, didn't we? Didn't they just play we, each other? Yeah, they played yeah, in yeah, the pack twelve. Pac twelve semifinals, yeah. yeah. Really tough matchup. Um, I think, you know, UCLA is very explosive. I think Arizona is a better overall team. And I think, let's say that they're both clicking. Um, that game's going to go to overtime. We got Arizona taking home the hardware. I am sticking with my bracket picks. Uh, so there you have it. We've got two, uh, we're not too exciting. We got a number one seed winning. We got a number two seed winning. But, you know, anything can happen. Xavier's still in the tournament. So so I think, uh, you know, a very intriguing Sweet 16 as we um, look over it. I think you've got, like... What do we, we have a 1, we have a 2, we have a 3, we have a 4, we have... Do we have a 5 anywhere? Oh, my gosh, all the 5s are out. Oh, that's weird. Do we have a 6? No, but we have a couple of... Uh, we got a couple 7s. we got an 11. we got an 8. Uh, it's kind of all over the board. So that's what you want in a March Madness. So, yeah, who do you think... Uh,
1: before we close this out, team to watch this weekend... The team to watch, Mike, has got to be Kentucky right now. Um, Just look for them to try to get revenge against UCLA from that big-time humiliating loss, as Calipari said earlier in the season. Look for them to get revenge and move on to the Elite Eight.
0: And I'm going to go a little different direction. haven't brought this up quite yet in the episode. I think if you're looking at the Oregon-Michigan game, you're looking at two confident teams who are uh, trying to ride a little bit of a hot streak um, coming out of the end of the season. I think the winner of that becomes very dangerous in that Midwest region uh, moving into the Elite Eight. So, definitely a fun time in sports right now, March. You know, we got March Madness as we looked at this entire episode. The NBA, um, we know this is the Mostly NBA podcast. It's been a March Madness episode, though, folks. Sorry that we had to uh, take a little break from the NBA. We'll certainly be back at it as, you know, it's getting right down to the end of the wire, we've only got a couple weeks left until the playoffs. a lot of those pictures are shaping up. so we'll be sure to uh, get that laid out for you in our next episode. Uh, something I'm really excited about. Spring training is uh, getting towards the end here. We got a couple weeks left until the regular season of baseball begins. Very excited for uh, baseball. you know, it's always very uh, a hopeful time in the spring, especially you know, when your team is looking good and I've got my Cleveland Indians hoping to get some revenge this year you know hockey playoffs starting soon we got a, a lot of a lot going on in the world of sports you know spring practices for uh college football have been going on so it's a great time to be a sports fan we hope you stick with us in our next episode of the mostly nba podcast for matt lavey i'm michael higgins and we'll see you next time